Alperin Shen-Goon and the Houston Rockets pummel the Detroit Pistons 136 to 113. Let's talk about it. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Summit State of Mind, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. In this episode, we're going to discuss takeaways from the Rockets versus Pistons matchup, Alperin, Shangun, and Jalen Green's takeover, especially in the third quarter. We are going to preview Rockets versus Nets. Yo, first of all, the Rockets did get a huge, huge victory, as as much as as, as little as it may seem against the possibly the worst team in the NBA in a long time, uh, the the streaking Pistons that ended up finally ending their losing streak, coming into Toyota Center, thinking that they could maybe go on a win streak. No, did not happen. Steven Silas, Cade Cunningham, and the Detroit Pistons came in and absolutely did nothing in regards to changing that narrative whatsoever. The Houston Rockets do get the victory 136-1. to We're going to open this episode once again with another question of the day. That's right. Go ahead and comment right now. Drop it right now and let us know who is the player of the game from Rockets versus Pistons. Many different choices. You can go Alperin Shingun, obviously 26 points, the high score of the game. 26 points, 4 rebounds, 9 assists, 3 steals, 9 of 13 from the field. I mean, look, top to bottom, 8 of 9 from the free throw line, a plus 20 overall from the floor. You're looking at somebody who absolutely earned it. You can veer it over to Jalen Green, who's been consistently getting better, which we are going to talk about a bit later. 22 points, 5 rebounds, uh, 6 of 12 from the field, 5 of 9 from 3. There's a multitude of players that you can go with, obviously. With a 23-point victory with that wide margin, you definitely have uh, an opportunity to decide on who your player of the game is. So go ahead and drop it right now. Comment on our YouTube. Let us know who the player of the game is. Let's go ahead and discuss some takeaways right now from this Rockets-Pistons matchup. Look, this it was set up... I'm, I'm First of all, I'm so thankful that the Detroit Pistons were able to end that losing streak. We needed them to end that losing streak. I did not want the calendar to turn over. Turn over you know, scenario right now. The calendar to turn over January 1st. The Rockets are already on a three-game losing streak at home. Lost three straight games at home. And then to come in to the brand new year with the Pistons on a, I think it would have been a 28-game or 29-game losing streak, to come into Houston and to try to break it with a brand new, you know, the the old saying goes, new new year, new you, thinking that they can come in here and maybe uh, possibly get the win and end that losing streak. Fortunately, it worked out in our favor. The Pistons did end up getting that win back Saturday night. So it set up a, a Twins night. First of all, shout outs to Amen and Nasser Thompson, who ended up uh, basically being the theme of the night. There were Twins everywhere. And basically... You know, it's set up a good matchup, decent matchup, and a matchup that, I, in my opinion, I think the Rockets needed more because of the fact that they were riding a three-game losing streak. The Rockets, you know, came in strong right out of the gate during the game. A, a couple of takeaways right out of the gate. Um, I explained it a little bit earlier, but, I mean, goodness gracious, Alperin, Shingun, uh, let's just start there. Guys, the thing is, is that he didn't even have a hot first half. I mean, I'm not going to, look, I'm not going to split hairs here. In terms of talking about Alperin Shingun, we've talked about it a lot on our show, but Jalen Duran was, was I mean, we're working him over slightly, especially in the first half. He wasn't scoring that much, and then he just went on this tear in the third quarter, which we are going to discuss later. To give you the totality of the impact of what Alperin Shingun has had 
in the last five games in particular, look, this is these are his stats the last five games. 29 points, 8.6 rebounds, 5.8 assists, 59% from the field. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy, this 21-year-old has come in and is averaging that many points, that many rebounds, 29, 8, and almost 6. 29, I'm going to go ahead and say it, 29, 8, and 6, or 59% from the field. I mean, what what are we doing here? Like, this is not even, these aren't, this isn't 29 points, and, you know, this isn't 29 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. This isn't a, like, this isn't a low, uh, like, a lowly team that is, you know, only scratched, like, maybe 8 or 9 wins during the season. No, this is a team that's vying for the playoffs right now. And has absolutely been earning the respect amongst the peers and the players. You know, we said this in our last episode to try to push him to the All-Star game. I mean, these are All-Star caliber numbers, including last game as well. You're looking at a guy that's been, I mean, he's been on a tear. And, and this is the kicker here. I'll reiterate again. 26 points, 4 rebounds, 9 assists, 3 steals. In 27 minutes, what are we doing this dude has been a stud lately, and, and it's going to a point now where they're doubling him, tripling him, and I love it because during the game specifically, they found a way to almost unlock, and it's insane when you look at it. There were a couple of plays throughout the game where if you just squint your eyes, you know, long enough, you know, granted, let me just, you know, preface it by saying that I'm a huge Houston Rockets fan, and I've been a Houston Rockets fan all my life, which means like what? I'm going to be a huge fan of the greatest rocket that ever lived, Hakeem Olajuwon. I'm not comparing LP to Hakeem. Footwork, similar. Um, Hakeem is Hakeem at the end of the day. However, if you squint your eyes long enough, it looked like they were running almost that inside-out offense that Hakeem made famous in that Rudy T offense that they ran in the mid-90s. Alperin Shangoon was doing the exact same thing, kicking it out to a Fred Van Vliet, kicking it out to a Jabari Smith, kicking it out to a Jalen Green. I mean, it was so much fun to see, and I think that's something that they need to utilize more. Speaking of utilizing more, they started, especially this past game against the Pistons, the Jalen Green and Alperin Shangoon pick and roll. I've been touting this for a minute now, but I really believe this needs to be implemented into the offense on a permit as a permanent fixture to alleviate some pressure off of Fred Van Vliet because he's been Fred Van Vliet's been running ragged almost 40 minutes a game. He's the highest uh, highest minutes played per game out of everybody in the NBA. I don't want to run this guy as we get ready as we're gearing up um, towards the playoffs in March or April. I, I need him to stay healthy and ready. So how do you do that? You alleviate the tension off of him by implementing a pick and roll, which they were able to utilize a little bit last night between a Jalen Green and Alperin Shangun. Speaking of which, my goodness, the way that they were able to operate and able to get themselves going. I mean, it was huge. This is something that we needed to see, and we needed to see from both of them. If, to be honest, and I've said this, and I've said this countless times in past episodes, those two are your cornerstones in terms of young, talented players. In terms of the way where they got selected, but more importantly, the way that it's been kind of falling upon them. It, you got the, the, the perfect center in Alperin Shangun. You know, that brings you that brings you great offense and defense. And now you have a, you have a solid offensive talent in Jalen Green. Make it work. That's exactly what they did. Um, like I said, I want to kind of dive more deep them in the next segment. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm always hitting my mic. Um, one Jabari Smith Jr. Let's talk about that. I mean, he returned, uh, like, like 
I don't know what happened or what they did or what type of uh, therapy he went into or type of phys- P- PT, some type of physical therapy, because I expect this dude to be gone maybe two weeks, maybe. I mean, the the report was promising. I think it was like last Thursday or Friday when Ime Udoka stated like, hey, we, we'll reevaluate in a week. It looks like it may be a short-term injury. Fantastic. I did not expect to see him on New Year's Day to be able to come in and, and be good and not just be that, but basically pick up where he left off. I mean, there was no hitch in the getup in his move sets, his, uh, his three-point shots. I mean, nine points, six rebounds. Uh, three of seven from the field, three of five from three. There's more, nothing more that you can ask for. He's averaging close to 40% from three at this point. He's picking up right where he left off, and he's uh, playing solid defense once again. He's doing this coming back from an ankle injury, and it wasn't just like an easy little rollover. Like it would look pretty, it looked pretty serious, but then you tend to realize that this kid's only 20 or 21 at this point. So these kids heal fast. I mean, a lot faster than I anticipated. And thank goodness, because we're going to need Jabari Smith. If we can't have, uh, well, I know they're going to reevaluate Dylan Brooks. If we can't have Dylan Brooks, we're going to need Jabari Smith on this floor to be effective. The X Factor came in and played. Played in limited minutes, obviously. Didn't play, uh, played around 27 minutes, however. I mean, most of the stars played around 27 minutes because uh, it was a blowout by the third quarter, which we're going to discuss. I mean... Just having him out there was huge. I think we needed it, and it really helped solidify, you know, the starters and what they represent and what they bring to the table. You know, these guys are have garnered this uh, this friendship as uh, this chemistry as teammates, especially as a starting unit. Um, just getting Jabari back is huge, space on the floor and whatnot. Uh, he had a sick pull-up as well on uh, when Alperen Shingun was trying to get the ball um, in the post, but the, it didn't seem like they were kind of shading the double with the defender uh, guarding Jabari, but kind of laying off a little bit because he was kind of shading the double on LP when he, Jabari felt like he couldn't do anything else. So he felt confident, pulled up for three. I mean, that's what you need. We need that. When you can't dump it to LP, it's, I mean, that seemed to have been the set play for that moment. Um, I love the fact that Jabari Smith was able to do that. Uh, Shoutouts once again to Tari Eason and Amen Thompson as well. One of the twins on twin night. 29 points combined. I mean, look, 17 points for Tari, 12 points for Amen Thompson. I needed this game from Amen, like, fiercely. 12 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, 5 of 6 from the field. An absolute masterclass of a game. Exactly what you need from him, especially coming off the bench. Changing tempo, changing energy. That's kind of what I wanted before the season started. To have Tari and Amen kind of come in and, and bring, like, a jolt to the to the offense and the defense and I love the fact that they were able to both come in Atari just doing Atari things just being the dog that D-A-W-G dog continuing to absolutely uh, obliterate the uh, the the second units whenever they get on the floor so I'm really happy at the fact that we were able to get a great game out of them overall like look the the game was stated and the game was played it was nip and tuck most uh, most of the first half. Uh, they were able to get out to a lead, and then you know the the lead dwindled, and then we were we were up by. <clears throat> Actually, it was a tied game going into the end of the. Uh, sorry, no, not a, yeah, it was a tied game. I'm sorry, I'm getting my math wrong. I'm trying to like figure my math out, but uh, it was nip and tuck basically most of the first half. But then the 47 point explosion. That is the difference in the game. They outscored Detroit 47 to 25 in that in that third quarter. That is a 22 point discrepancy in terms of how they were able to blow the lead open, and it coincides perfectly with my next subject. Look, 
I want to talk about Alperin Shangun and Jalen Green. The takeover that was necessary, the takeover that was needed, and the takeover that ultimately brought these guys exactly to where they needed to be. Because that third quarter was spearheaded by an Alperin Shangun and Jalen Green. There was one play in particular where Jalen Green, uh, Alper, and I'll, I'll walk you through the play. Alperin Shangun basically set a pick on the right side, and then uh, uh, Jalen Green faked going right, and then he shook left, basically uh, almost faded on the drive, and then pulled back to the corner. Pulled back to the corner, you know, a little, you know, a couple of hezies and a couple of moves later. Kicks it to Alp. It was a beautiful play. Kicks it to Alp in a give and go situation. Kicks it to Alp. Jalen Green. The second the ball leaves Jalen's hands, kicks it to Alp. Immediately sprints down to the corner. I mean, it's the most basic offense set. But when it can be ran like that in a smooth setup, and that is as perfect of a two man game as you can get it. Gives it dishes out to Alp, who immediately dumps the give and go bounce pass to Jalen with a beautiful, and I mean beautiful ink. English touch finish going from one side of the rim to the other turn around blaze some sauce on it yo I'm gonna tell y'all right now juice juice is one thing juice comes and goes but the sauce is forever Jalen Green with a beautiful finish I've been saying this for a long time Alperin Shangun him taking the leaps him being an all-star him providing that presence being the clutch player that we need him to be I love that that's exactly what we need if we're going to take that next step to making ourselves from perennial uh, playing playing team to potentially contenders in the years forward. But how do you get that extra leap? How do you take that extra notch forward to get to that place? Alperen Shangun can't do it alone. Nikola Jokic could not do it alone. He needed someone to step up. Enter Jamal Murray. That's what Jamal Murray provided for Nikola Jokic. That is what we're hoping Jalen can provide for Alperin Shengun. We know we have a star in Shengun. It's established. I dropped the stats. 29 plus points in the last five games. Watch the floor. Watch how the coaches and teams and players respect Alp. They need a double, triple him. They literally, it looks like we're getting to a point now where they're starting to set up their defense around stopping one Alperin Shengun. How do you alleviate that tension? How do you help Alperin Shangun? Because that's what matters now. The complementary pieces, everybody coming together. How do we help it? How do we keep the floor open so when the double and triples happen, how do we make other teams pay? Enter Jalen Green. This game tonight, or sorry, not last night, Jalen Green, 22 points, 5 rebounds, once again, 1 assist, 1 steal, 6 of 12 from the field, 5 of 9 from 3. Shooting the ball with confidence is Jalen Green. There were at least two occasions where Alp was getting doubled, and he kicks it to Jalen Green from three. Jalen, no hesitation, rises up, takes the three. That is exactly what I envisioned this team to be. I, I Anytime Jalen feels down or, or out or feels not confident, go back to what has made you you. Go back to that third quarter and watch that explosion happen. And I know it's against, and I know what everyone's going to say, it's against the lowly Pistons. It's still an NBA team with solid players. Like, it's not like everyone's out on that team and they're running a bunch of G League talent. Like, Killian Hayes is still good. Jalen Dern is still good. Like, these are guys. These are hoopers. So the fact that Jalen Green is able to do that, and he's actually been consistently getting better, shooting around 50% these last few games. I mean, you're absolutely looking at improvement when we needed it direly and I think that we're going to start seeing that from the perspective of these guys now coming in 
and formulating uh, this this new offense and trying to basically come together. Now you're gonna. I think once the swagger has slowly comes back for Jalen Green, it's gonna alleviate some tension for Alperin Shangun. Hence, why you got a super efficient Alperin Shangun uh, game. It was nine. I mean, he only he shot nine of thirteen from the field. For goodness sake, like. This is exactly what you would want. And there are so many plays in the third quarter where, you know, even Alperin Schengen, oh my gosh, the circ the circus and one, what are we doing? Like Alperin Schengen comes in on the spin move, turns, fades away, gotta be like 10, 15 feet from the basket, basically just throws it up. Nothing but net. I mean Alperin Schengen just he kept taking a breath. He was like like he knows he's a bad man. By the way, shout out to our Turkey listeners that are continuing to listen. And and oh, don't forget to also continue to vote for Alperin Shengun, please. We need to get him to his first All-Star game. Let's band together. Our fans from Turkey, fans from the United States, we have fans from Philippines. Put in that vote. It doesn't matter where you are or where you live. Put in that vote. Get Alperin Shengun to the All-Star game. Now, that move, oh my gosh. Like, that's when he's starting to enter, like, another realm in terms of player. Like, I, I can't. There's not enough adjectives. There's not enough uh, words to put it together how good Al- Alperin Shengun's been. Still far from perfect. Uh, still, f- you know, still far from perfect. However, s- just getting stronger as these games have progressed. Like, it's ultimately led them to where they are now. I mean, Jalen Green, Alperin Shengun, you're looking at two key just absolute key cogs to continue and and they need to continue this confidence as they play a couple games moving forward especially with Dylan Brooks we're not sure when Dylan Brooks is going to come back we don't know I think they're going to circle back maybe we'll hear something tomorrow uh in the Brooklyn game um in terms of whether and how far along he's going to be it's a pretty tricky injury the the obliques which we've talked about but it's a pretty tricky injury. So until that happens, we need to depend on these guys to basically, uh, you know, carry it forward. And and I'm not even just talking about Alperin Shengun and Jalen Green, you know, kind of pivoting back out and looking at the the macro. We, we looked at the micro of that third quarter and how dominant Jalen Green and Alperin Shengun were. But we're looking at the macro setup. Um, we need, you know, Fred Van Vliet. We need to keep Fred Van Vliet healthy. So he's very key for me here. That's why I want to kind of alleviate the minutes. That's why the Amen game. Was so strong. So Amen to play confident. Uh, to Tari continue to play like a dog. Because what that does is it just alleviates the pressure off the starters to feel like they need to perform at an almost all-star level every single game. Having Jabari back is huge. It basically alleviates tension from the forwards. Jay Sean Tate's going to continue to start, which I don't think Jay Sean Tate gets enough love. I mean, he's coming in and doing what he needs to do. But alleviating pressure off of those guys, Jeff Green included, I don't want him to play 25 minutes a game. You know, alleviate that pressure off of him. These young guys need to step up. I know what Jeff Green, Fred Van Vliet, um, I know what Aaron Holiday and all these, you know, and Jay Shantan. I know what these vets can do. But you need the young players to kind of reach that level now to where they can start helping. You know, now we're starting to get in the dog days of the season, 30-plus games now. So now we really need these young players. We really need a Men Thompson to start kind of rounding the form. Uh, we need these young guys, you know, Tarisen continuing to build, Jabari Smith continuing to build on that confidence. Jalen Green, in my opinion, is huge in this setup. He's going to be uh, a key cog here, maybe the, the biggest key um, in terms of how this team's going to gonna be moving forward, just because we know what Alp is. Alp is going to bring it every game. I'm not worried about Alperin Shengun at this point. Uh, even, even, though, even though he didn't even have a strong first half, like to be the ability to come back and have a strong second half, that's just the mark, that's just the mark of a star. I, I mean, Plenty of times where Kobe, you know, had a quiet first half and blow up in the second half, or uh, Steph Curry has a quiet first half, comes in strong in the second half. That's what stars do. 
They can turn it on on a dime. Alperin Shengun did just that, turning it on a dime. I'm not worried about him. Jalen Green is someone that I think is going to be really key here as the team continues to build forward, especially um, with the trade deadline happening. There's a, there's a whole thing that's going to happen there, which we're going to discuss in the upcoming weeks and upcoming month because that's when the trade deadline happens, happening next month. So we're looking forward to it. Overall, a great game. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all my takeaways in terms of what this team has uh, provided during the game. Uh, Alperin Shingun's a stud. Jalen Green continuing to get better. Oh, I want, and I explained this a couple episodes ago, but I want them to implement more Jabari in the offense. He barely shot the ball. I mean, he didn't, he got, uh, let me look at the stats right now. Three, he only got up seven shots. We need to get out, we need to get Jabari Smith more shots. What are we doing? The mid-range is money. Put him in there. Let him let, put him in there and let him, you know, let him cook on that mid range. Let him, you know, t- put him in the spot. No one's gonna block that shot. You know, we we, it seems very sporadic to kind of put him in position to where he can get these mid range twos. So let's, you know, let's let's kind of implement some consistency here and get him some mid range jumpers. So I'm looking forward to seeing them do that. Let's go ahead and move on here to our last topic. Obviously, preview Rockets versus Nets look I mean look the Nets uh, then Brooklyn Nets are the Brooklyn Nets they're 15 and 18 against the you know against the Houston Rockets right now who are over 500 at 16 and 15 I mean they're we actually you know to put a little history into perspective we actually do have their pick this year in 2024 so I need them to lose as many games as humanly possible if the Rockets can help that Let's do that. Let's make let's basically help them do that. So Rockets do need to continue their winning ways um, and continue to get these rack up these wins. So let's preview Rockets versus Nets right now. Look, the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets are the Brooklyn Nets right now. Uh, they have young, promising talent. Obviously, Mikael Bridges, obviously for one, uh, being their absolute best player. But they're just, just a very mid team. They're not very good. So I'm gonna give you all three keys and I'm gonna give uh, a final score. So. My three keys here. One, continue to build upon what has made y'all great. What is that? Defense. Defense, defense, defense. We need the defense to continue to play at a high level. It's going to be It's a lot more tougher with Dylan Brooks out. Get that. However, you need to continue to do what made y'all great. So you're going to have to stop Mikael Bridges. You're going to have to stop some of these guys on the Brooklyn Nets. Um, it's very doable. They're not a good team. So you you need to the Rockets in my opinion are the better team. So go in there and basically, you know, put the clamp defense on, do what Dylan Brooks and and run what Eme taught you and continue to build upon that and and beat the Brooklyn Nets. So my key number 1 is defense. Key number 2 cornerstone and confidence. That's what exactly what I need. And what I mean by that is Jalen Green and Alperin Shingun and Jabari Smith are big 3 in terms of young players. Continue to do your thing. Build that swagger. And I want a big game out of the out of the three of them. And by big, I don't mean I need them each to score 30 points. I'm talking high-impact moments, high-impact game on the offense and on the defense. Continue to build upon that. That's key number two. Key number three, I need the bench to outscore their bench. Uh, I need Tari Eason and Amen Thompson. I need Tari Eason to continue to be that dog. I need Amen Thompson to, you know, continue to build confidence and step up and be you know that number four overall pick that we know that you are we want them to continue to build upon that continue to get better and when they do that when you build that confidence and you build that swagger what does it lead to it leads to wins it leads to victories that's going to include a jeff green that's going to include an aaron holiday in sporadic minutes like i just need our bench to outscore their bench it's going to be huge their bench versus our bench is going to be a big time matchup Uh, when most of the time we can outscore their 
another team's bench, we typically get the win. So I need our bench to come in, step up, continue. I was going to say home cooking, but we've lost the last three and we just won our last one. So it's like, it's like mid home. It's like mid home cooking, I guess. I don't know what you would want to call it. But those are my three uh, my three keys here in terms of the Rockets uh, getting this potential victory over the Brooklyn Nets. Of course, final score one time. What am I going to do, guys? I've lost one game when I've when I've predicted a f this final score, or at least from the Rockets standpoint, final score. I'm gonna go 118 <laughs> to 107. That's right, 118 to 107. Defense ends up being the uh, the the moment of the day is what basically carries them to ultimately a victory over the Brooklyn Nets 118 to 107 big games out of Alperin Shingun obviously Jalen Green continues uh, his high scoring torrid pace uh, Jabari Smith Jr. continuing to uh, kind of harp upon that double double action uh, continuing to just hit big buckets bench coming in doing work Fred FVV doing FVV things. Uh, Jay Shante continuing to be a glue uh, for this team, and they do that. We'll get the win 118 to 107. What do y'all think the final score is going to be? I know I asked the question beginning of the episode, but if you're here by this point, drop your score prediction. I want to know who you think is going to win uh, tomorrow night, uh, Rockets versus Nets. Let's get ready to go home here, but once again, can't go home one until I give an ad to the people that have powered this particular episode. That's right. I'm talking about Big City Wings. Houston's wing joint, Apollo's wing joint one time. When you go there, guys, when you go there, Tuesdays, specifically on Tuesdays, buy one, get one. That's right. You buy five wings, you get ten. That's the same. So you get you five, you get ten. So it's buy one, get one. They do it for bone-in and boneless. So whichever you prefer. I prefer the gold. I prefer well, actually, I went there yesterday, actually, as a matter of fact. I got the gold fever, which ended up being a favorite. And then I also got the garlic parmesan. So that's that'd be my new two. So I went ahead and got those, got the garlic parmesan, got the gold fever, and it was absolutely delicious, good stuff. Um, once again, find your nearest big city wings nearest to you, and you find your nearest location. Once again, Houston's wing joint, Apollo's wing joint, great deals, and just fantastic food. The best wings in the city of Houston. Be sure to check them out. Let's get ready to go home here on episode 197. Thank you so much for each and every one of y'all that have continued to uh, power with us and push with us as the Rockets are pushing for a potential playoff push in the new year. So I uh, just appreciate each and every one of y'all. Go ahead and get it off the uh, the quick sign off. Obviously, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Summit, S-O-M pod. Follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore pod. Be sure to follow our Apollo Podcast Network through our Twitter, our <clears throat> our Instagram, at Apollo NBA, at Apollo H-O-U. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Summit Commish. Follow my brother, my tag team partner, my co-host, the GM Justin, at JP underscore Mirbueno. Shouts to the Apollo Podcast brethren that continue to kill the game. That's right. Follow the crown jewel of Houston Astros podcast. That's right. BTD Beyond the Diamond. Be sure to give them your first listen for all Houston Astros content. Shoutouts to our Apollo Texans off the gridiron that just, pre that just produced a new episode today uh, reviewing the last game. We got the dub against the titans that's right be sure to give them your first listen for all houston texans content once again i appreciate each and every one of y'all for making us your first listen for all houston rockets content that's basically all it for me wanted to get this review out to let you all know how we felt about the rockets pistons game and uh yeah we're gonna build upon that over 500 let's stay over 500 and It'd be nice in the new year to get a little winged streak going. Got a couple games here at home. Get a couple away now. So we got we we have time to go on a streak here. Maybe we can go streaking for the new year. I really like that. 
um, proverbial streaking, not actual streaking. Uh, let's go ahead and end this episode as I end every episode. Well, the Go Summit, Go Apollo. Happy New Year to all of our listeners, and a Happy New Year especially to our favorite guys, Houston's team, America's team. Go Rockets. Oh, by the way, watch basketball. Yeah. The Summit for, 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 for Life.